Hello and welcome to episode number 3 of The Hindu Atheist. Science, truth and facts about God, religion and humanity from a born and raised Hindu. My name is Ravi Jagopal. I'm an ex-Hindu atheist. You can listen to this show directly on my website at hinduatheist.org and it's also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and wherever else you get your podcasts. Just search for Hindu Atheist as two words in your favorite podcast app and you will find it. So what really is atheism? Is it a religion? Is it a belief system? Is it a world view? Actually, it's none of the above. It's not a religion, it's not a belief system, it's not a world view, it's not an organized cult, and it has nothing to do with communism as one of my cousins um accused uh, atheists of being communists. <laughs> so, atheism is very very simple. it's just one thing really a lack of belief that there is a god that's it no other claims no other claims that no there is no god or no such thing right it's just a lack of belief we don't believe that there is a god until there's sufficient proof so let's say you believe unicorns are real and just so we are we are on the same page a unicorn is a legendary mythical creature that has been described since antiquity again this is from the wikipedia uh, that has been described since antiquity as a beast with a single large pointed spiraling horn projecting from its forehead end quote basically a magical horse with a horn coming out of its forehead so let's say you say that unicorns are real to which i tell you well i don't believe that unicorns exist and they are not real and until there's real tangible proof that there are unicorns i refuse to believe that they are real and that they exist so the same way atheism it's just a position that there is not sufficient proof that there is a god now there are some religions that are atheistic in nature like certain sects of buddhism for example but that doesn't mean that atheism is a religion and that doesn't mean all atheists are buddhists for example and i'm also not claiming with 100% certainty that gods or a god does not exist because i cannot prove a negative right it's like let's say you have your fist closed and you sh- put it in front of me and say you have a magical ring inside your fist that can make the whoever's wearing it invisible so i tell you wow that's cool show it to me let me try it let me test it but you're like nope it's there i'm not going to show it to you you just have to take me on faith you just have to believe me because i'm telling you it is there and then i say well in that case i don't believe that you have a magical ring in your palm of your hands that uh, will make me invisible if i wear it and you're like okay then prove it to me that there's no ring in my palm and i'm like wait what how can i prove that something does not exist right i cannot prove something to the contrary similarly when it comes to god it's just that there has never been a single shred of verifiable evidence that such a being or beings exist or have ever existed personally i don't have any kind of quote unquote need to believe now i made a couple of my friends uh, when i first started the show f- friends and uh, family members listen to this and asked them what they thought and generally here's what most of them said they were all like uh, at one varying degree or another they were like i don't care about religion all that much but i do feel like there is a god 
that there has to be a God. I believe there's a superpower and I need that belief to feel safe and secure and loved and to know that there's somebody watching over me and my family and my loved ones and also doing that for millions of people in this world who need the love and hope. And they also said that they needed God, especially in times of crisis and sadness and hopelessness, something to give them hope during tough times. And I totally understand that. And I can actually empathize with that because, in fact, I myself needed some of that uh, until a few years ago, until two years ago when I started exploring theism and atheism and stuff like that. Personally, I don't feel the need to believe in a sub supreme being. I don't feel the need to believe in something just so I can feel better in the moment. I don't feel the need to believe in a god or something supernatural just because if I didn't do it, I would feel lonely or I would feel hopeless or I would feel alone when I'm sad uh, or because I need something to cling to when I'm going through a tough time in my life. Well, that's why I have my wife and my kids and my dog and my friends to lean on. I don't have too many friends right now, but <laughs> but to lean on during tough times. And if you don't have any kind of social or emotional support and are actually lonely, then you know maybe you'll no longer have your parents around. Maybe you're not married or maybe you're no longer married. Maybe you don't have any siblings or maybe there's been some kind of a falling out and especially with the pandemic and social distancing and lockdowns and everything else, I can totally see how it is so easy to feel lonely and sad and hopeless and desperate and, and all of that can lead you to God and organized religion, which is all about, you know, giving, making you feel better, right? It gives, it gives you a sense of community, a sense of social fabric and social support and emotional support and all that. But the need for community and friendship and relationships does not mean you have to immediately start believing in the supernatural either. So unlike theists, and theists are defined as those who believe in some kind of a God. So we atheists, unlike theists, we have only one thing in common that can be said about every single one of us. And that is, we do not believe in the existence of any gods. Other than that one fact, we are not a group of any kind. We are as different as people can be. There is no set doctrine that we all follow. There is no sacred text that we read and revere. We don't have any kind of a holy and sacred atheist book. We don't have a holy leader, powerful leader, dear leader of atheism. So let me give you an example. There are considered to be about 2,500 different gods in this world. Now, let's set aside the thousands of gods in Hinduism, even if it has been misrepresented as 33 million, and even I mistakenly mentioned the number as 330 million in an earlier show. Anyway, let's say thousands of Hindu gods, okay? And let's roll them all up as one god for the sake of this example I'm about to give you. So let's just stay for argument that Lord Vishnu is the representative of all Hindu gods. And there are apparently 2,500 different gods in this world. Now, if you are a Hindu, and if I showed you a photo of Vishnu or Shiva, you'll probably do a half or full namaskaram, which means uh, prostration in front of the photo, right? That's what we Indians do. Every time we, we go to somebody's house, there's a, there's a photo we, there's, you know, of God somewhere in that house, in the prayer room or something, and we literally bow down and do full prostration. 
and we have all these little hand gestures of prostration as well as a kneeling down version or the full laying down on the floor version so let's just say that you'll do some form of that if you saw a photo of a hindu god in my house uh, in a puja room or in your puja room now you probably know zeus the greek god of the sky and thunder the god of all gods in greek mythology if i give you a framed photo of zeus would you put that next to the photo of lord vishnu or shiva or rama or hanuman or shankaracharya or sai baba or whoever else you have in your puja room and prostrate in front of zeus every single day now what about if we gave you a picture of odin the most powerful god for the nordic religion why don't you have a photo of thor god of thunder okay now if you are a rather young person and a fan of chris hemsworth you probably might have a picture of him but that's not what i'm talking about then what about the ancient celtic gods and goddesses who required human sacrifice or the ancient aztec and other south american gods and goddesses who also required some kind of human sacrifice if you are a hindu why don't you have a photo of jesus christ in your prayer room all of them are gods after all right i think i know why if you are a hindu there's a very good chance that you only pray to hindu gods and there's a very good chance that you don't have jesus christ's photo um or any other uh, type of uh, different gods photos in your prayer room and if you are a christian i can practically bet money that you don't believe in any other gods except except jesus because that's basically in your 10 commandments right and you strongly believe that there's only one true god and if you are a muslim then you definitely don't believe in any other god other than allah and you believe that islam is the only true religion and allah is the one true god and if you are born to parents who are atheists you probably grew up not believing in god or religion like my kids are right now they used to believe for a while we kind of forced them to do it and ever since i have become an atheist uh, they are also turned into atheists so that means if you were born to atheist parents there's almost zero chance that you grow up to become an extremely religious god-fearing religion abiding person so think about that for a second if you are a christian and now you believe jesus is the one true god but instead if you had been born to a muslim family you are probably thinking that allah is the one true god which is the exact opposite of what you believe in right now so if you're a christian close to 2 billion muslims think you are praying to the wrong god and if you are a muslim then 2.5 billion christians all over the world most of them think you're going to hell <laughs> so basically which god you pray to is is a coincidence of which religion you were born into and which religion you were born into is probably dictated by which country or which state or city you were born in so do you realize what that says about god and religion it just means that it's all about what you were taught and indoctrinated into from when you were a baby we are all basically born atheists every child that is ever born believes in no god or religion which means every single year 130 million babies aka 13 crore babies are born and when they are born they are all basically atheists because they don't know anything about anything including what is a god which god is the true god which how many gods there are and so on and which parents they are born to practically decides which religion they follow for the rest of their lives and which god they are taught to pray to uh, for the rest of their lives 
Now imagine if a baby born to a Muslim family and a baby born to a Hindu family were kept side by side in in the uh, post uh, birth room at, at the hospital and they got switched like they actually switched Indian cricketer legend Sunil Gavaskar as a baby with a fisherman's baby but luckily this this is actually a true story but luckily his uncle had seen that baby Sunil had a hole on the left earlobe and that's how they found him and switched him back now if that re-switch had not happened there would definitely be no Sunil Gavaskar and there's no saying what he would have done later in life same way if a muslim baby is switched with a christian baby or a hindu baby their entire life and their views on god and religion will become upside down if hitler were born into a super orthodox jewish family there's almost no chance he ends up killing 6 million jews now imagine if he were actually born in an impoverished hindu family in india there's a less than zero chance he grows up to become a jew murdering dictator So a big part of our world view, perspectives, opinions, faith or the lack of it, it's all created and molded by our childhood, our upbringing, circumstances, parents, teachers, books and so on. God and religion are what human beings are taught by others. It's something that's learned, it's indoctrinated into us. It's practically forced upon us from childhood. If you took 100 newborn babies and put them on a deserted island for 20 years with no one ever exposing them to anything related to god or religion but they only taught them science and facts and re- reality and humanism do you think they'll ever know about god or organized religion other than maybe what they studied through a history book do you think any of them will become a strong believer in god or religion to the extent that they start discriminating against other people or hating other people just because of their race or religion or skin color or whatever that is just because their religious book told them to heck no they won't they were all born atheists and will probably grow up to be atheists even though they won't know that they are atheists because they won't know about either theism or atheism So if a baby born to a Christian couple was mixed up and went to the wrong family and grew up a non-Christian does that mean that the baby is going to hell just because that baby has not accepted Jesus Christ into its life will it burn in hell for the rest of eternity or if it's the other way around and a muslim baby ends up in a hindu family does that mean that according to some muslims the baby is a hindu and all non-muslims will go to hell of course not Do you realize that one way or the other almost all of us are going to hell according to some other god or religion that we don't follow? Do you think that there's even an actual god who made up all these things? Do you think god made up religion? If there was a god, wouldn't he or she know better than to split up their greatest creation, that is us, humans, like this into so many religions and faiths and beliefs and have us all fight each other over these stupid ideas? Now, a lot of people would probably conveniently say oh that's because god gave us free will free will that convenient excuse that theists use all the time there have been millions of people kept as slaves over the centuries women slaves were raped men were beaten and killed and even young girls were raped and tortured where was god was he happily chilling somewhere on a beach sipping a martini watching those slave owners rape those slave girls and exercise their free will hitler murdered 6 million people in the nazi death camps including women and innocent children 
How come God didn't do anything? 36 million people died of AIDS. Men, women and children. Where was God? Did he let them all die because he thought they were all homosexuals? Guess what? Most of them were not homosexuals. A lot of them got it from infected needles. And many were not even drug users or drug addicts. In fact, many of them were babies and young children. And some even got it even before they were born, right in the mother's womb. Because the mother had AIDS. What about the influenza pandemic in 1918, when anywhere between 20 to 50 million people died? Or the Black Death Plague in 1348? Was God just relaxing with a glass of wine, watching 50 million people die? Oh, no, of course, there's always an excuse for those who believe in God. Like, God works in mysterious ways. God sees everything and they will be punished when they die. Evil is really God's love and without evil, we won't appreciate God's love. Of course, the <laughs> classic one is, the devil did it. Or, suffering builds character. And my favorite one is, God is testing our faith. Either there is no God or God does exist and is one of the most evil, scheming, horrifying, worthless, lazy, downright most incompetent being ever who has just sat back and watched hundreds of millions of people die due to violence, disease, slavery, murder, including babies and little children. And it's been going on since the beginning of time and it continues to happen every single day, even today, with over 2 million people dead or maybe 3 million people dead worldwide due to COVID, and he or she hasn't lifted a goddamn finger. Have you ever seen God do anything useful? Not what some delusional person told you with their made-up story heard from someone else who heard it from their aunt's great-grandfather's third cousin. <laughs> I mean like at least one real small act of kindness. I don't know, maybe stepping in just a little bit when... Millions of people are being murdered and maybe just saving some of those babies. God doing anything good is so rare, even by the standards of those who believe in him, that when an anomaly happens, like somebody was maybe supposed to die because they have stage 4 cancer and there's no way for them to survive, and then medicine and luck happens to cure one person in like a hundred million people and they survive, they call it what? A miracle. Oh my God, it's a miracle. They said my uncle has stage four cancer and would be dead within three months and now he's fully cured and praise the Lord. Thank God, God did it. God is great. Uh, excuse me, buddy. Did your uncle get cured without any treatment? Well, I guess he did have a little bit of treatment, but you know, not much. It was all God. Wait, a little bit of treatment, you said? So you're saying the cutting-edge experimental cancer treatment he got that is not available to 99% of the world, but because he knew he was as good as dead and had very little chance of survival, so he agreed to this experimental treatment from this world-famous cancer research center, which cost millions of you know, crores of rupees, which then again 99% of the world cannot afford, and he got it for free because he had to, you know, he agreed to be a guinea pig for it, and then he also happened to have the great world-class insurance from his awesome U.S. government job that paid for it, and he was cured of cancer for the most part. So the magic of medicine and science and the luck of being in the right country, in the right job, at the right time, you know, imagine having this, like, 200 years ago, he would have died, right? But today, 
because of technology and everything else. So all of that had to come together and save his life, but you're just going to simply call it a miracle and give credit to God, right? Of course, that's exactly what it is. Terrifying event after horrific event of murder, violence, ethnic cleansing, and holy wars, and pandemics, and disease, and suffering, and human sacrifices, and priests raping little children, and little girls being sold as sex slaves. God doesn't do a goddamn thing, but one freaking person recovers from cancer with cutting-edge medicine and science, and it's a, supposed to be a miracle created by, you know, made happen by God. Hundreds of men, women, and children die in a train crash. They say, well, God called them home. They are in a better place. It was their time. But when one person survives a deadly accident, oh my God, it's a miracle. God is great. God Almighty, thank the Lord. So let me reiterate the title of this episode. Everyone is born atheist. Faith in God and religion start with family and childhood indoctrination. Values and morals and ideologies embedded deep into us from an early age by a large number of people around us while growing up are hard, to, very hard to get rid of. Bad information leads to bad ideas. Good information creates good ideas. And good ideas create a good foundation. And a good foundation can lead to a great life for yourself and those in your life and those around you. We just have to be willing to let in new information into our minds and be willing to change. That ability to change your mind based on new and better information is actually a superpower because 99% of the people are incapable of changing their mind, you know, something that they have learned and known for years. If you present new information to them, it is so shocking that they don't want to even think about how wrong they might have been for so many years. They're scared to even imagine for a second that they believed in the wrong things for so long. That's why I call the ability to change your mind a superpower. And I want you to develop that superpower. So if I could urge you to do one thing, that would be to do some self-introspection, to revisit your thoughts, your habits, your mental fixities, superstitions and opinions and you'll be amazed at how much you can learn and how much room there is for growth so what did you think of this episode would you care to share your thoughts with me about this you can send an email to me to ravi at hinduatheist.org that is r-a-v as in victor i at hinduatheist.org or you can go to hinduatheist.org and click on the contact us link there and you can email me from there. You can even leave me online voicemail. You can click a button using your phone or your computer's built-in microphone and you can leave me a voicemail and let me know what you think. And I'll even play your voicemail in the next episode. So if you haven't already subscribed to the show, you can subscribe to it via any podcast app like Overcast, Pocket Cast, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, where you can just search for Hindu Atheist and you should find the show. Or you can also follow the links on my homepage at hinduatheist.org. Cheers and talk soon.